0: happy friday everybody and welcome back inside the lab that is the locked on fantasy hockey podcast today's episode is filled with everything that you need to know from around the world of fantasy hockey including a little look into some of the best fourth liner bottom sixers in the league big time bets and what is jordan Bennington up to now let's get right to it
1: Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Thank you for joining us, everybody, for the Friday edition of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. With Steel and Flip, as always, thank you so much for making us your first listen Every single day, we are free and available across every single platform you find your favorite and hottest content. So thank you so much for the support. We wouldn't be doing this without y'all, and we do it for y'all. So we hope it's making those fantasy leagues a little bit easier at this time of year, Steele. And I hope – I'm seeing some of these comments, though, seriously. It sounds like we've put a bunch of people in position to make a little bit of money this year, and that's what we're all about Big time bets, speaking of which, coming up at the end of the show. Friday, we got four games. I got a bunch of picks. I've had a good week, Steal. You're picking yes, you up have. a bit of steam as well. I like this because the playoff money, this is when you want to have some cash in that pocket. But also on today's episode, we got to talk about what the heck is going on with Jordan Bennington. <laughs> I'm excited for your take on that very quickly and maybe his fantasy value headed into next season. And bottom six. This can really augment your team if you can make the right moves with the guys in the bottom six, fourth line, third line, even some of those guys jumping up to the second line. Steele and I have some of our favorite bottom sixers, fantasy-wise, on tap. But Steele, hit me with this bidding team situation. Again, this guy's all over the map, and I understand he has a Stanley Cup ring. But to me, he's not far good enough to be acting this brash every year, year in and out. And he's a bit of, yeah. a, goon, a, bit of a goon now.
1: Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, you know, I've said this before. Like I honestly like the, uh, the, the atmosphere he kind of brings with this, uh, these tantrums that he mm, throws. I, okay. I like it, you know, cause Interesting. We, we said this, before or I said this before, like players are able to drop the gloves and fight. They're able to go do mm-hmm. that whenever they, you know, are, are agitated or they're pissed off about something that has happened. Goalies don't really have the chance to do that. So I like the fact that he's passionate about it. I like the fact that he's getting into the game, but, to do it like this many, to do it this many times, and in this fashion, like he had just let a goal in, the game was five four, and he and he goes and does this nonsense and starts like waving his hands up and getting the crowd hyped into. It. It's like, bro, like you're losing yeah. this game. You're down what? at the bottom of this in the in the NHL right now. Like, exactly. There's no reason. There's 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 a time and there's a place to do this. Uh, in certain times in a game. And and who doesn't love a goalie fight? That would have been an amazing thing to see as well. Marc-Andre Fleury, first ever NHL career fight against Jordan Binnington. The, the You know, the, mm-hmm. the tantrum that the, the five-year-old child that's throwing tantrums, it seems like, every other week. So would have been an, a, an incredible thing for all the fans at that game to watch that fight happen. But again, there's time and places to do that. And, and that just wasn't mm-hmm. the time. That wasn't the place. The game's 5-4. It's an absolute... Uh, a free for all, it seemed like in that wild and blues game. So again, I like the passion that he brings when it's in, when it's in certain type of games, you know, low scoring right. games and everyone's battling, but it's five, four, you've let five goals in, uh, you know, it ended up being eight, five as well. So there, there's, for me, that there just wasn't any point for him to do that. But again, it's Jordan Biddington. He's throwing tantrums. It seems like every once a month.
0: It's tough for me, Steele, because Jordan Bennington is one of those guys that, yeah, he came in the league hot, wins the cup, obviously can play net. But now it seems like he's having too many of these outbursts. And to me, I get it, actually, yeah. from the entertainment standpoint, what you're mentioning for sure. But the fact that a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury has to come out of his crease to kind of answer the bell for some of these antics. Also, I watched that play a couple times. What the heck is this guy thinking? Ryan Hartman, that was not something that was done on purpose. That's a hockey play. He didn't even really get bumped. This is a crybaby incident for me. The Exactly. Yeah, it's fun to watch. I can't deny. It's fun to watch. And yes, a scrap would have been awesome. But more realistically, this to me takes away from his fantasy value. And when you saw how focused he used to be, and I know St. Louis is in flux and they've sold off pieces and they're trying to figure it out. I just hate to see a guy go off like this and I don't know. It bugs me a little bit that he still gets to, I don't know. He got two games. So let's start there. He got two games. So he does really kind of have to pay for it here a little bit. I just, ah, man, it's just, it's frustrating, I guess, because as much as what you said, where goalies don't get to fight, He also doesn't have to answer the bell. He's done a lot of checking in the back, blockers to the head, slashes to the ankle. And if I was playing in front of him on the opposing team, I'd want to drop the gloves with him too. He just seems like a bit of a game to me. And very lastly, sorry, before you go, I think next year, Jordan Binnington, it might be his last year as a potential number one goaltender with fantasy value. To, To me, next year, it's a make or break for me for his future.
1: Yeah, and and that's what I was trying to get at as well. You know, again, everyone loves to see a goalie fight, but there's Mm -hmm. always the time and place to do it. Like what you said as well, like Ryan Hartman had just scored the goal. Bennington was way out of the blue paint. He was way above the blue paint, actually, and Hartman just like was skating by because he was already already passed on his follow-through. So accidentally bumped into him with his right skate. Wasn't anything malicious or with an intent. It just spun him around real quick. And then Binnington comes over and blockers into the face. That's what I'm saying is not okay. Yeah. That is not yeah. okay to do for Binnington. But if someone were that. to run him in, in his own crease and he gets up and starts throwing the blocker, I'm totally fine with that because he was mm-hmm. in the crease. Mm-hmm. He was in doing his job and yes. he gets bulldozed. So there's a yes. time and place to do it because everyone loves to see the goalie get passionate. Everyone loves to see players mm-hmm. fight and drop the gloves and kind of, you know, do what they have to do. Why can't the goalie show some passion as well? And again, yeah. for fantasy value wise, I drafted Jordan Biddington. I'll tell you, everyone oh, yeah. out this right now for free. That mm-hmm. is never happening again. Jordan Binnington <laughs> is never being drafted by Steele Roden in any future fantasy leagues. Get or it tattooed on you, Steele. Add it hey. to the list of tats. Oh, it's on the list of tats. It's just not. It's never happening again. He was an absolute uh, bust. <laughs> botch yeah. bust of a pick this season I yep. am never drafting Jordan Bennington again
0: and again and we're going to move on from this situation but it's just a shame because how he came into the league you would think in the money that they threw at this guy
1: you yeah. would have
0: thought that he was around for a very long time and I think maybe if he can like I think he needs some off ice zen he needs to take an Aaron Rodgers page out of his book and go into the darkness and figure it out for a little while or something <laughs> we're going to figure it out right after the break steal when we talk about some of our favorite bottom sixers and these aren't guys yeah. that you're not going you're not going to draft but you might take them in the last round you might pick them up in the first week they might be augmented pieces that you might still actually be able to add given the format of your league we're going to get there we're going to get to big time bets for Friday's board of course i got to see if i can keep going on this heater but we got to pay the bills and we have to talk about our friends from FanDuel Sportsbook because today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel. And if you're not betting on NBA, you better be hitting up that NCAA March Madness, which kicked off yesterday. And new customers to FanDuel, Get a no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use, and you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. who wins the tip, who hits a triple-double steal, and I love betting on those player props, total points, shots made, and everything you can think of at FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same-game parlay. Don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more, make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast
1: your first listen every single day. Don't forget we are free and available on your favorite podcast platform, including YouTube. So hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. Flip, and I appreciate all the love, all the support that our listeners show us every single day. And speaking of that March madness already, the big upset already. Number
0: 13 seed Furman upsetting Virginia, who was the fourth seed. uh, Man's had that on the point spread, Yeah, the point uh, spread plus six and a half on
1: Furman. Nice. Love it. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love that for you, Flip.
0: But Thank you. What you. Look, brackets are already busted right busted. now. The NCAA. Well, they're busted. They're
1: busted. I already know mine's busted as well. Yeah. But My yearly
0: donation of 20 bucks has already been submitted. <laughs>
1: hey, it's all for fun and games unless you actually win the entire thing. But that's what happens in March Madness. It's absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to hockey, though. Please. Fourth line beauties, bottom six beauties, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call them. But mm-hmm. guys who kind of live down there but still produce no matter what and yeah. and I've got a few guys on my list like you said there's a guys that have been bottom 6 guys for the most part but are now getting opportunities now maybe mm-hmm. on the second line sometimes on the first line but mm-hmm. they're still bottom 6 guys but nonetheless yeah. getting it done the guy I'm looking at first is a guy I've had on my team for for a while now actually Michael Backlund of the Calgary Flames. He's been a, yep. a certified third-line centerman beauty for Good his one. entire career. He always produces. He's, he's a dual threat on both the power play and the penalty kill. You can't yes. take him too lightly on uh, on shorthand. Uh, but he's been absolutely phenomenal this year. Yep. 16 goals, 29 assists, over 45 points again in, 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 in his career. 222 shots, 79 hits, and 25 blocks. You're getting a ton of peripheral stats with this guy, and like I said, he's been this, the third line centerman for the Flames for so long now. It's just it's cemented true. in his career. Yeah. He doesn't move up, he doesn't move down. They love him in that position. He gets the he does the job well done. Uh, and he was a guy again that I I picked up like first or second week back in uh, back in October, and he's been phenomenal for me uh, the entire season. So Michael Backlund is my
0: first bottom six beauty. So serviceable and just also so consistent and also not knowing very closely to how many games he's played. You got it up, Steele, but something tells me his also his longevity and his ability yeah. to play majority of those seasons. Something tells me if you look at his games played, he doesn't, he's not one of those players to me that gets injured very often. And if he does, he seems to just be a warrior out there. Very mm-hmm. good on you for bringing up that player. Because also he's just, he goes under the radar. He fits into actually a bunch of the shows you and I like to do. Under the radar, fourth line, Banger League beauties. He can fit all of them. The guys that I've really liked actually stealing. I think he over basically of his career. One that has been effective in that role. And one who's had a great year in Charlie Coyle. Six foot three. Yeah. Playing up the middle in the bottom six for the Boston Bruins. I know that's a good team, but he also comes with those PIMS. He's got 30 PIMS this year. He's got 112 shots on net, 36 points. Also, I didn't think this but he's also been getting more minutes. He's up to over 16 minutes a night, and that's really good for a guy in the bottom six. 49 blocks, Mm -hmm. 50 hits. He chips in a little bit with those peripherals, not a ton. Also. 23 steel and he is a plus 32 over his career this just this guy to me is a very sneaky all-around good player and a guy that again you're not drafting these guys you're not putting your soul into them but they augment your roster nicely and it can really be the difference maker at the end of the year which we are at so make sure you are taking a look at some of these guys if you can still make additions in your league steel
1: yeah, exactly. And that's the that's the guy I'm looking at for next uh for my next player here. He's getting an opportunity right now with the Detroit Red Wings, and that's Alex mm. Chase on. Uh he gets picked up a couple weeks or a couple yeah, a couple weeks ago. He's got he's on a four-game point streak right now, three Interesting. three games with uh with three straight goals as well. So, he's up to five points in the last four games, but he's getting an opportunity on the bottom line with the Detroit Red Wings. Three goals, two assists so far in four games, nine shots, five hits one block he's making the most out of this opportunity that the Detroit Red Wings have given him uh, and, and he's producing right now. So I'm going to go with the guy who's got the hot hand and Alex chase on that. If, if if you've got an opportunity to fill someone in your slot, go go after a guy like chase on it. Take a shot in the dark. Cause he's he's producing right now for the Red Wings.
0: Sometimes you got to get a little nitty gritty and you got to <laughs> take a shot on some of these players. And even if you're not fully committed, just if they're hot to steal, this is, again, the type of year you got to kind of get lucky a little bit. You can do all the research you want. You can listen to all the podcasts you want, by the way. Like, subscribe, follow, share. Hit us with the reviews. We're here for you, baby. But you're going to have to get lucky. But what I was wanted to say, and I think you're going to really like this, because to me, and the story behind Yanni Gord is amazing. He almost yeah. fell right out of hockey, toy liners. Getting a really good shot with the Seattle Kraken. And Steele, 11 goals, 30 assists, 114 shots, 57 penalty minutes. He lays the body. He lays the blocks. He gets in there. 91 hits this year. Bottom six, beauty, Yanni Gord. Absolutely love this player. And having a really good season, and I think you and I have said this before, the bottom six in Seattle up until maybe a few weeks ago was the best bottom six in the league. Yeah. And they click <laughs> Daniel Sprong, Geeky, all those guys. They click Yanni Gord, five foot nine a little dynamo, 31 years old, still getting it done, plus 20 fills out all the categories. For me, I absolutely love that player. Fourth line grinder, third line grinder, Yanni Gord. Make sure you're keeping an eye on him. There's a lot of players on the
1: Seattle Kraken that I absolutely love. And I, again, like Mm -hmm. top to bottom, the, you know, the forwards, the defense, obviously there's some question marks with the goaltending if they could be a lot better, but from forwards and uh, defensemen, top to bottom, I can't complain with any of them. They've been absolutely stellar all season Wrong, And Yanni Gord's been one of those guys that has been helping them uh, to their success so far this season as well. The next guy that I'm looking at, well, I do want to mention this guy real quick, actually Pierre Engval, of the New York Please. Islanders newly acquired.
0: Mm, you uh, love Angval.
1: I'm liking him a lot. I, I used to, dis- I used to despise Angval actually, which is funny. And I did not like, <laughs> oh, okay, he, here we go. I did not like the way he played the game. I didn't like the way he skated. He had really brick for hand. He had brick for okay. hands. Uh, but he's, he's been very impressive this season and he's been very good for the New York Islanders. The last uh, actually since being acquired, he's got three goals, uh, three goals, four points in his last three games. He was playing in the bottom six. He's now up to the second line with Brock Nelson. So I think that might be helping his game a little bit as well, but had to show some, so uh, show some love to the former Maple Leaf uh, Pierre Engvall. He's getting the job done right now offensively for the Islanders, which is something uh, that's something that they, again, they needed help with and, kind of surprised that angle is doing that but the guy i'm actually looking at is frederick goudreau of the minnesota I Wild. i knew you were gonna have to go him on it. this list I, you gotta have I knew one, it you gotta have one minnesota wild on this I, list and it gotta be you almost made
0: my list too still, he's though. been like he's
1: it. been good he, he, he they can really facilitate him anywhere they can put him on the top line the second line the third line the fourth line he's one of those guys that you can move around and he fits in with any other player that you have playing with him 13 goals 16 assists on the season uh, again, doesn't get too much power play time, a little bit of shorthanded time, but again, he's just one of those guys that you can fill in on any line and he helps his teammates kind of elevate their game as well. He's always in that uh he's always in that right position at the right time. The puck just seems to kind of follow him. Uh and, and he does he just does the little things very, very good, uh, playing alongside some of those other wild players. So Frederick Goudreau has to be on the lift, bottom six beauty.
0: Love it, and I know you're going to love my last guy. There was some of the other players that I was looking at, the Jason Zuckers of the world, you know, those kind of players that Zuckers having a great year, but yeah. before that, you know, last couple of years, injury-riddled. He is up there, though, for me in that in that category, a very solid player, but Zucker just falls off the list for me because a guy in JG Paggio, and I think you and I kind of had a little love fest for JG Paggio because he is the guy that you sprinkle into your lineup. Yeah. And he just goes off for you. And, yeah, he's not always consistent. And, yeah, he's not going to put up crazy numbers. But right in that 40-point realm, he gets blocked shots. He gets a lot of hits. 144 hits this year, Steele. And he's a clean player. Mm-hmm. And I just – I don't know. There's something about when you need a fill-in. Categorically, I always look in my league, is J.G. Pajo available? <laughs> because, you know, he does those categories that you sometimes need. And you're not worried because every once in a while, he'll bust out offensively as well. He's got decent hands. He's a very smart player. And JG Paggio was the first guy that I had. There's no top five here, but he was the first guy that I had right after Coyle and right after Gord. So I think our lists are tight. But yeah, JG Paggio, he's just a warrior and he gets it done in the clutch as well. Regular Selkie Trophy top 15 voter as well, Steele.
1: You know I love this player. I have him on my mm-hmm. fantasy team. Uh, he's been stashed away on the IR for quite some time now. He finally just came back the last two games, and what does he do? He gets a goal in the first game back. He gets an assist in the second game back, and then he adds those peripherals. Three blocks in each of those games, a couple of shots, one hit in each game. So he's, he produces offensively, and you get those peripheral stats. Maybe it's not as consistent was as you would like, but every now and again, he gets one of those big games where he puts up eight nine maybe even ten fantasy points that's how he gets most of his production but there's always something to love about a guy like jg Pajot. so i appreciate you uh showing some love over to those new york islanders as well let's get over to big time bets though where the money is made thank you so much for making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast your first listen every single day once again please hit the subscribe hit the follow button Flip and I appreciate all the love, all the support our listeners show us every single day. We love you guys out there, and thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get this money, though. Big-time bets, where the money is made. We got to pay these bills, Flip. Yes. Four games. Four games on the schedule. Four games on the schedule for Friday night. I'll throw it over to you again. Like you said, the hot hand right now heating up. I'll show some love to the king.
0: Appreciate that. Yeah. And I want to keep this rolling because also, if you're just an overall better, this is a tough time of year to keep enough money in the account. You got March Madness, you got baseball about to pop off, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. So we got to keep the barrel loaded with cash. So I'm trying to bring these picks for y'all. Let me start with you know what I've been doing, Steel over unders. And If Wednesday night was any indication, I hit both of my over under picks and I'm going to keep going back to them. I have a total bet for two games and I'm going to start with the Carolina Hurricanes and the Toronto Maple Leafs if you don't mind. The total has gone under the number in eight of Carolina's last 12. And the total has gone under the number in 14 of the last 19 games between these two teams. And I know that's a big stretch, but also when you look at this, the total has gone under the number in a lot of the Toronto Maple Leafs games that they play against good teams. New Jersey, otherwise, sorry, New Jersey went over the number, but when they play good teams, they tend to batten down the hatches I just think Colorado's game, that I said playoff atmosphere, I'm going to see another tight, close game, 3-2 final. I'm going to say 3-2, maybe a 4-2 with an empty netter. Give me the under 6.5 for my first pick of the night. I'm just seeing this field. Carolina is struggling to score. The Leafs are trying to tighten up and get playoff ready. And I think this just lines up as another good playoff atmosphere type game. Again, three two four two at the empty netter is my prediction. I absolutely love this pick flip because that is my second pick of the night as hey. well.
1: Hurricanes Maple Leafs under six and a half in this matchup. You said it the last game against the Colorado Avalanche. I didn't listen to you then. I'm gonna listen to you, and I'm on the same page with you for yes. Friday night. Hurricanes Maple Leafs under six and a half goals. Like yes. I said, they're trying to batten down the hatches right now. Hurricanes mm-hmm. lose Sveshnikov. They've already they've already struggled with offensive. Abilities this year as well at some point so losing special is going to be huge for the hurricanes moving forward my next pick i'm taking the capitals on the money line against the st louis blues it looks like they were down and out they battled back they tie the game against the buffalo sabers they win in a shootout with that Ev- evgeny kuznetsov move uh that's the mm. hot controversy right now as well but this is
0: big wait also hold on i gotta interject how dirty was tj oshie's goal oh Oh it's absolutely filthy we know he's just one of the best one of the best we know he is the
1: king of the shootout it's no it's no question question because he's shout out to
0: uc Jokinen.
1: yes yes him as well Absolutely (laughs) filthy moves in the shootout but capitals on the money line against the st louis blues they get a big two points against the against the buffalo sabers they're still in the playoff race Mm. right now they've got one game in hand on the New York Islanders. They're five points back, so they really need the wins right now. You cannot lose against the St. Louis Blues. Jordan Bennington is out. The Thomas Grice will be in. He has not been great whatsoever this year as well. Capitals on the money line. That's my second pick and my lock of the night. I'm actually going to take the Sabres on the money line against the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. The Flyers have lost five out of the last six matchups between uh, between the Sabers and the Flyers, so I'm going to lean the Sabers again. Another team that is still in the race for this wild card spot, and they cannot afford to lose another point like they did against those Capitals.
0: It's it's very true, Steele, and is that that's your lock of the night? That's my Sabres lock of the night as well. Line. Yes, Sabers money. You can't help but bet in that angle with teams that have something to play for and teams that have nothing to play for. Yeah. And if you're not really buying into that side of things, the Sabres are just a better team. And the fact that they have that additional, you know, push that they actually have a season on the line, you can't deny it when it comes to betting angles. So is it, is it the be all and end all? No, but it's definitely a factor that you have to consider at this time of season. And I have obviously two more picks. I'm going to get to my lock of the night. I didn't even take a straight winner for tonight. So I got two totals and then I'm going to get to a player prop for my lock of the night. St. Louis at Washington, though, Steele, you just talked about it. When I looked into the numbers, and very quickly, not to hate on you, St. Louis has five wins in their last six against Washington, but that's a totally different St. Louis Blues team, and I think right now it's time to pounce on. you got to fade the Blues down the stretch here. Anyway, there's going to be a lot of goals scored in this game, in my opinion. You mentioned Thomas Grice's struggles, and the Washington Capitals are clicking right now. They just hung an eight spot on the Minnesota Wild, uh, or sorry, that's not right. They hung a five spot on the Buffalo yes, Sabres. Yes, my yes. bad. Sorry, I'm looking at I'm looking at the St. Louis Blues score here. Sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, they're clicking as well. And the over has gone over the number in seven of the last nine Washington games. And how about most importantly, nine of the last 11 games for the Caps against the Blues? Give me the over 6.5 at a good number two right now, Steele. Minus 103. And very quickly, my lock of the night. I don't know if you saw this the other night. All of a sudden, Johnny Goudreau's awake and playing pretty good hockey. <laughs> I did see Five-point outburst, two goals, three assists. I know it was against the Sharks, but he seems to be playing with a lot more confidence right now. No, we didn't like the move to Columbus for him. <laughs> but when you take a little peek into what he's done against the Anaheim Ducks over his career, you're going to want to be taking a little look at Goudreau's player prop tonight for the 1.5 over total points in 29 career regular season games against the ducks 28 points for johnny hockey i say he goes off tonight for another multi-point night over sorry over 1.5 the ducks have been giving up a lot of goals and this just feels right lock of the night another big big performance from johnny hockey that is a big that is a big performance from
1: johnny goudreau the other night hopefully he does it again against the anaheim ducks because he again He's on my fantasy team in our our fan listener league, so I would actually... Doing it for you. Do it for me, baby. Do it for me, Goudreau. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. For your second listen, check out Game to Game. Every moment, every performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On hosts can deliver. Thank you so much again for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.